0: Welcome to the Brand Design Masters Podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. Hi, everybody. I'm Philip Van Dusen, and today we're going to talk about design thinking for entrepreneurs and creative professionals. My goal in this is to translate conceptual branding processes and methodologies that Fortune 100 companies and global branding design agencies use on their brands. I like to translate them so we can use them in our businesses and our creative practices so we can profit from them and grow our businesses in the same way. So we've heard a lot in the news about design-driven companies. And of course, Apple springs to mind. But also other companies like Tesla or IBM, Xerox, Johnson Johnson are leveraging design in new ways to grow their businesses and to become more competitive in the marketplace. Let me define design thinking for you. Design thinking, in its most basic form, is really a methodology or a process for solving problems and bringing new ideas to life. So that's it. The old way of doing this in businesses was really using things like spreadsheets and specifications and factory capabilities to design new products and services In a way that was much more traditional in the business environment. The new way is really using more design level and creative level tools to develop those solutions, using things like diagrams and sticky notes and whiteboards and mood boards to help explore, define, and create solutions and communicate solutions that are really valuable and effective. Design thinking is really more about empathy and problem-solving than it is anything else. It's really more about digging in and finding a need, or what we call a need state, to solve for our consumers. It also leverages the methods of using prototyping and testing and repeating and re-prototyping to find that best solution. So why do entrepreneurs and creative professionals need design thinking? We have a tendency to get stuck in the what. And what I mean by that is, the what is the product or service or the functional benefit of those products and services. And what we really need to do is focus much more on the why or the need state of the need and the emotional benefit that we're going to be offering up to our consumers. We need to be much more consumer-centric businesses, whether we're an entrepreneurial business or even in a designer creative profession. We need to empathize with the problem that our customers having So we can really focus our solution into that particular need. And when we solve our customer's problem, we fulfill an emotional need, and that leverages or moves us up the brand affinity ladder to the very pinnacle. A little more about the what and the why. So the traditional value proposition is all about kind of a promise of utility or solving a problem, doing something. And an example of that might be, say, if you went to a Lexus dealer and you bought a Lexus, the Lexus would promise you that you would receive a safe, functional, high-quality, best materials type of vehicle. So, a very functional kind of value proposition. A new, more design-thinking-level value proposition would be an emotional value proposition, which is a promise of satisfying an emotional need or a feeling. So, if you bought a Lexus, it would make you feel more affluent or more successful or more pampered. See the difference between those two? True brand affinity is based on fulfilling an emotional need. Let's talk about the design thinking process now. There are really three main phases to it. One is empathy, Two is definition, defining the problem. And three is ideating and prototyping the solution. So, in the empathy phase, what we really do is dig in deeply to try to find out what is the motivating emotional or need state of the consumer. And how do we do that? How do we find that out? First of all, we conduct physical personal interviews. So, we talk to the consumer targets that we're going to have. And we really dig into what their emotional needs are around any kind of product or service that we're thinking of offering. We also do observations, so we watch them without interacting or talking to them, but watch what they do, because a lot of times people say they need one thing, but then when it comes to actually doing it, they do something else. So observing the need of a consumer in a distant fashion is also another method of discovering empathy. And number three is personal experience, and how are we fulfilling that need? Number three is ideating and prototyping. Ideating is where it gets really creative, where you're using whiteboards and sticky notes and sketch pads and mood boards in order to ideate and create concepts and ideas without editing at all at this stage. And everything is a good idea and put everything up on the wall. And this is what we call a divergent stage where you're creating a broad number of choices. The next stage is where you take that broad number of choices and you start to hone them down or put them through some filters and converge those ideas to make choices about what could possibly conceivably be the best solution. And then we move into prototyping. So creating a prototype and then testing it, finding out what works, what doesn't work, making revisions, and then re-prototyping and repeating that process. In Silicon Valley, they call that rapid prototyping and developing an MVP being a minimum viable product that they put out into the world, they get response, and then they change and iterate on top of it. So those are the three main processes involved in design thinking. Now, why does design thinking work? Design thinking works because it's more customer-focused, for one thing. It's really the best tool for creating emotional interactions with a brand. And when you use it, What you get out of it generally are more empathic, flexible businesses, products, and services. It has a tendency to deliver those sorts of things much better than traditional development practices. It's more creative, so it's more inclusive. More people of different disciplines can participate in it. And it also has a tendency to deal with very complex solutions in very effective ways. It's less linear and more cyclical. So it has a tendency to be more innovation driven. And another key element is that it's more tolerant of failure. So you've heard the expression fail fast. And what this is in the prototyping, testing, and repeating phase, it encourages you to put something out there, find something new about it that you need to fix, failure, and then going back, fixing, testing, and repeating that over so you get to a final workable solution faster and better. Simplicity is the hallmark of great design. We live very complex lives, and people really need simplicity. Design thinking focuses on developing the simplest possible solution, and it's really great for that. Design thinking is also an essential tool for simplifying and humanizing problems. It's really built on, as I mentioned before, the emotional value proposition. And by developing solutions through design thinking and using an emotional value proposition to develop those solutions, it really will put us head and shoulders above our competitors who are using more traditional methodologies. So some final thoughts. There's no real distinction between business strategy and the design of a user experience. Empathy is everything. Design thinking starts with empathy. So it's a great process to use. It helps you solve complex problems. It really works well for imagining possibilities, which is great for entrepreneurs, and also for developing innovations for the future. One resource I'd like to share with you, which is great for design thinking brainstorming sessions, is an app called XMind. It's a great free tool that you can use to visualize very complex ideas and to sort through them in a very visual way. It's really fun. I highly suggest you check it out. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed design thinking for entrepreneurs and creative professionals. And visit me at philipvandusen.com. I'd love to engage with you on your brand. While you're there, share your email address with me, and I'll get you on my newsletter, Brand Muse, where I share more of my insights about branding for creative professionals and entrepreneurs. So I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. If you'd like to help support the Brand Design Masters podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com slash muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com slash muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.